Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Don't say you never get anything for free. You can get a free 30-day trial of Love Film, the one-stop shop to rent films and games online simply by going to thefootballramble.com/lovefilm. Films and games by post, or you can stream films on your PC, TV, PS3, and now on your iPad. To check the terms and conditions, find out more, and claim your free trial, go to thefootballramble.com/lovefilm now. What um what were the reasons that made you sign for QPR? Because obviously you you had a career. the window, Lukey. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. But everybody's got time for this. It's the Football <laughs> Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And it's September, damn it all. I've got Jim with me. Hello. Peter. Here go, Hannah uh, Maska. Lukey. <laughs> Check. And me, Marcus. Now, uh, boys, Joey Barton has recently joined Olympic Marseille. He's done it. Mm. Or they I thought it. he was making that up. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I genuinely thought he was like sort of making up their interest and appear like an attempt to like you know appear like the sort of you know hipster he is. Yeah, but yeah. no, no, he's in. I like France before it was cool. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Did he shut the transfer window behind him as he went? He booted it shut. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, I'm going to ask you a question though. And, uh, what do you think his first reckless act will be in southern France, Jim, or well, maybe northern France if they go well, away? Well, wherever they, they seem to get worse and worse, don't these reckless acts? Yes. So this time, I don't think he's going. I don't think we'll ever know why. Because <laughs> I think he'll go into such a blind fury that he'll just take hostages at the stadium. Hostages. Just like, yeah, in the net, like just <laughs> like hostages drag in a the player net. into the net and drag a fan yeah. in. They'll never be get such out of that, a sort of flurry of kicks and headbutts that no one will get near him for ages. I I agree with what you're saying about them getting worse and worse because first off it was punching a guy outside McDonald's allegedly <laughs> then it was punching Usman Darbo mm. in a training club cigar in the eye cigar in the eye cigar yeah. in the eye and then he went to the actual portrait gallery with the Guardian so, so. Animal. It's worse and worse. The man's an animal. <laughs> um, so taking hostages is the first answer. Taking hostages in the goal mouth. Yeah. As, as, as I say we will never know why. It's just the blind rage of Joey Barton. You can't mm. predict it, Marcus. You're looking at me like that's a. No, crazy but I, didn't, thing to I don't say. think put it's a, the logistics. Put a cigar out in someone's eye. No, no, no. I'm not saying. No, I'm saying. How would you take hostages in, in the in the goal? Because the flurry of be... headbutts and kicks will be so thorough that no one will get near it. Oh, I see. Well, if you ask a stupid question, don't be surprised <laughs> to get a stupid answer. I suppose, Pete. Well, we were talking about the cigar and I. I reckon he might go with a um, partially <laughs> lit French bread. <laughs> I thought you were going to say French cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Or possibly something guillotine related. He may try he might try and behead a monarch. I think. So either one of those really. Straight to the top. Take your pick, mate. I've gone on a slightly different tangent here. And I've gone join a French hip hop collective. 
Right. You know, there's spaces. Is, is, is that reckless? Well, hip, well if, if you let me, hip hop is quite a sort of big thing in France, like MC Solar and Session de Sarre, that sort of stuff. He'll definitely learn French because that's just something he'll do, isn't it? And he'll mm. be really pleased with himself. Mm-hmm. And he fancies himself as a bit of a social commentator. So it seems like the obvious move. He'll basically do an expletive ridden hip hop song in French mm. about how much he hates Mark Hughes. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> He'll yeah. try and do that, but what he will actually do is just eat a lot of brie and then get fat and rubbish. Yeah, not getting the team. Yeah, yeah. not getting the team. <laughs> yeah, I was we are, well. I was thinking he might set about somebody with um, a frozen baguette, um, but more realistically, I think he'll get sent off within his first two or three games for violent conduct. Uh, I, I just think he'll be so pumped up. Yeah, on the proceed, and so on and so forth. I think you'll get. I think you'll get sent off, and that's won me the points because your lot are rubbish suggestions. They're all better oh, than yours, mate. Outrageous. Um, I did quite like it how the um, the Marseille fans had a banner up with the words "Welcome, sweet and tender hooligan," which is of mm. course a reference to the Smiths. That's yeah. nice. That which I think his favourite band. I genuinely think he'll do well there, and I hope he does in the same yeah. way that I uh, wanted Joe Cole to succeed. <laughs> but yeah, come back, didn't he, the little jerk? Yeah, yeah, but he did seem to do well, didn't he, Joe Cole? That was weird. He just yeah, but he should re- stay there. Yeah, I think he should stay there. He's still at Liverpool, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, earning a ridiculous amount of money, and then seem to have no intention of playing him. My favourite thing about Joe Cole was when Andy Russell announced that he had started dressing like the manager at Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> he dressed, started dressing like him Wow it, p- Possibly in a vain attempt To get picked more often <laughs> Mirroring Yeah Learn yeah. from the best Well let's move on to The league which was Formerly known as The Premiership The Premier League uh, Let's start with Southampton 2 Manchester United 3 Jim Is it sickening To see Van Persie Do that or It, it absolutely is Yeah, yeah. It really, It's really horrible This, is, this has been the worst one We've lost a lot of players Like that yeah. <laughs> But Fabregas was understandable A lot of them They've been completely understandable But this one's just like Ah, but when he missed that pen, what? you must have loved it. Well, to be honest, I just know how good he is, and I was like, mm, "This isn't the end of this. <laughs> yeah. I can't even enjoy this. I don't." I like the fact that he's got to pull up uh, another team from its bootstraps. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird, isn't <laughs> I've it? been here before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was really sort of humble after the game as well, wasn't he? Talking about how um, you know he, he apologised for missing the penalty and stuff. He's like, "Stop." Oh, just be that prick you were when you first signed for us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's easy to be contrite when you've scored a hat trick. Absolutely. Yeah. If, he had missed, if they'd lost that game 2 1 or whatever and they'd missed a pen, he would probably would have been a little bit more annoyed. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, United, you know, they look formidable, don't they? They've got, obviously, they've got a couple of sloppy mistakes at the back for the goals, but, you know, they'll iron that out. And, you know, when Rooney comes back as well, it's that they look, you know, they already they've got that, you know, Invincible kind of feel about them. As soon as they equalise, you just knew. You just absolutely knew they were going to win. No matter how much their personnel changes, they go into the last 10 minutes of a game 2 1 down. Yeah. You, you, you're an <laughs> idiot that they're not going to win. But, but yeah. you say change of personnel, you say all that kind of stuff. It was still Paul Skulls who came on and changed the yeah, game. Yeah, he did, yeah. He ch- he really but they were doing that before Paul Skulls. One day that. in the year 2020 something, they will be without him. <laughs> and then what are they going to do yeah. oh yeah they're really in trouble aren't they <laughs> <laughs> if that's the best we've got <laughs> but do you know what I mean though skulls I mean it's just ridiculous it was magnificent yeah I think Manchester United were on the back foot because of you know the, the, the colossal support of Southampton <laughs> oh, oh, the noise the noise are you leading the witness <laughs> yes you pretty much yes okay right I thought I want you to dig a big hole <laughs> I thought at times Southampton played really well I genuinely did I thought yeah. they played with Bill Firth and it was, it was nice to see that chap celebrated Ricky Lambert I think his name Ricky Lambert yeah. did celebrate indeed yeah um, the, the big issue f- for them though was that how they I know it's against Manchester United but it's a home game they went ahead yeah, they need twice. to close games out but, triple, I mean, the, triple substitution the, exactly and, but there are encouraging signs for them actually the, the key thing about the, the empty seats though is something that I mentioned last week um, in, in, the, in the home game against Wigan and people saying well, you know, maybe it's quite expensive down there maybe they're sa- saving themselves for the Manchester United game which I suppose is sort of understandable if, you, if you've got limited funds 
Um, but the thing was, there were empty seats again, all, 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 all sort of areas of the pitch you could see on the television. But the plot thickens because, uh, according to a, a few Southampton fans who I know, they said the game was officially sold out on the club's website two weeks ago. Mm. So if you're announcing games as being sold out, and then uh, decent amounts of people aren't turning up, not only are you robbing play- people who probably wanted to go but couldn't, but you're, you're portraying a terrible image for the club. You know, they've got questions to answer, I think. If I was a Southampton fan, I'd be genuinely annoyed about it. It's that. Olympia, yeah, guess. Weird. Yeah, it really is. Olympia, mm. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And they're not corporate seats. There's no way they're corporate seats. No. Like behind the goal and down by the touchline and stuff. Yeah. Are they staying away because of the small stripes? Yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah. Maybe just the people down there look like seats. Mm. Are they a particularly ugly lot? Luke, yeah. I've never been. No, they're all completely normal. So, yeah, yeah. Mm, completely okay. normal. Well, yeah, I mean, another three-two against the big Manchester side, mm. as opposed to a small Manchester yeah. side. But I mean, they're, 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 they're not going to face. They're not going to face teams better than those two. You know, they, they, no. they, they carry on playing like that. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll take a lot of heart. Well, they're not. It's disappointing, of course. They, they the, there was a spell when they were two-one up, where they looked like they go three-one up as well. And they played really, really well. I think you know, we've yet to see you know. The real Southampton. They've had a really difficult running from of, you know of all the promoted sides. Yeah, and they spent some money as well. Let's not forget. Yeah, yeah. And then and Ramirez. Must have seen Mayuka there. It was. It was. Who, yeah. uh, the Zambian uh, what was, hero. What was going to say to you was the only thing you could possibly say would affect them would be because on paper it's an encouraging result, but it's the manner of a defeat that may affect mm. them slightly. Um, but yeah, apart from that, they did, they did well. I thought they did okay. They did. And, and um, the thing about Manchester United is, uh, I was thinking I put this out on Twitter earlier. I was thinking when was the last time. Um, that Manchester United had two really top class fullbacks playing at the same time for them. You know, they've got real issues down that flank. Mm. Everett Ever is shocking these days. It's, such a, it's weird, isn't it, how players take a massive dip? Because Everett was one of the best fullbacks in the world at one point. He's been bad yeah. for a while, though, hasn't he? Now? He has yeah. been. Yeah, I'm not saying this is not overnight, but it's yeah. just strange, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it's very un Alex Ferguson to not address it as well. You would have thought they would have brought in a left back. You think uh, he'd probably try and retrain somebody? <laughs> <I reckon. laughs> yeah. well, he's, he's got had, enough strikers. He's had Valencia playing right back at times, hasn't he? Like large periods. I mean, but people were asking me if, if I thought there were actually that many decent fullbacks around. They probably mm. aren't, are they? Well, I think he's played Phil Jones there. He's played Chris Smalling there. He, I don't think he knows who his best fullback is. So I mean, well, he's maybe he's just back. willing to give the time, you know, to, to to find out who really stands out and who makes it their own. Yeah, you're going, you're going, I mean, everyone was decent <laughs> when they won the uh, Champions League in 2008, wasn't he? Yeah. And then, then they had Wes Brannett right back in that season because mm. it never was injured for the whole season, mm. pretty much. But before that, you're going back to like Irwin. Well, yeah, I mean, Neville, you know. I think Raphael and Fabio were both supposed to kind of step up and to fill those roles, and they've not cope. really yeah. bridged that gap. Interesting one, I think. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the big match of the weekend was Liverpool against. Arsenal Jim much yeah. better from yeah. your boys hugely hugely better uh, well, <laughs> something I was impressed with was the way they closed down um, Pepe Reina he gave he gave the ball away like shockingly from uh, from his, yeah. his goal kicks quite a bit and from his, his possession he put it out for the throws when they closed him down and it, when Arsenal closed down they're, they're so much better and it's, so, it's a habit they slip out of and actually Abu Diaby's kind of career is a bit like that as well in a way yeah. a lot of people raving about Diaby rightly so because he was the man of the match he, he, he was brilliant he was really Arsenal's engine room um, but the thing with him is he'll have he'll have a game like that sort yeah. of one in every five games and then he'll disappear That's and right. because he's been out for so long people are like oh Diaby's back now it's going to be great this mm. is exactly what Arsenal need they didn't need to replace Song but I don't think it's going to be as straightforward can, as that he can go missing for months yeah. that's I, the trouble well, that's, well the thing is I mean, he's had a year out so hopefully you know, he should be as motivated as ever to get his career back on track so hopefully he'll be more sort of dedicated it's not, he's not ever put two seasons in a row together no. Diaby really he's no, but his, his, his injury is chronic when he had that course, injury no, from, uh, that. from Su- the Sunderland player Dan Smith works in a call centre now nice one mate um, <laughs> he, um, yeah it's, it's like it's just ruined his ankle forever basically he's always going to require sort of like special treatment on it and, stuff, and it will recur so it's just, it has to be managed properly but whilst I'm 
sympathetic to that. I mean, that's you know, that's not really being callous. That's not really Arsenal's problem. Oh, well, absolutely. They need, to, they need someone who's consistently performing. Mm. Now, and I agree, he was great against Liverpool. You know, a special word for Pepe Reina, who was you know largely dreadful actually, mm. and has been dreadful since. Um, well, not dreadful, but been nowhere near the level he's been at before since the goalkeeping on coach under Benitez left. You wonder if it's a sort of symptom of a lack of confidence in Liverpool. Well, th- th- this guy he worked with Javi Valero under Benitez w- was apparently the guy who made him the keeper he is to a, to a large extent, and he's gone now. I mean, mm. Benitez might have taken him with him to Inter, possibly, and he's not been the same. See, I mean, the errors he's making. I mean, I know the errors all the goalkeepers or a lot of goalkeepers are making in, in, in this season so far. Yeah, it's weird. It seems to be all over Europe. Some sort of like Ebb Knight Shyamalan style. Like Kelvin virus. Davis. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, just... yeah. So I mean, uh, so to that to that level, then I suppose it is a little bit. You know, it's a little bit harsh just to pit single out Rainer, I suppose. But that was a shocking. Shocking error, really. Yeah. You know, and, and whilst Liverpool aren't playing terribly, they're not they're not inspiring. But he's still, well, he's, still ca- he's still kind of retained when he has gone through those poor spells. He has kind of retained his position in his national team. And although that's not the main position, there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of competition in that area. Who's in, that? Rainer. You're talking about Rainer here. Yeah, but he's, he, doesn't, he, never, he never plays for Spain. Does no. But that's what I mean. But he still retains. But he still retains what, that third, sort of. Third yeah, spot, he yeah. still retains mm. some sort of spot in the international setup without actually earning it for me. And Liverpool haven't been able to get a, a, a decent goalkeeper in for quite some time. So well, it just seems that we've talked about we talked about the sort of goalkeeping area in football teams because it's quite an interesting one. I mean, from what I know, Reina's kept his place as third choice keeper in the Spain national team because he's sort of like the cheerleader of the team. That's isn't right. he? It's good for sort of team spirit and stuff like that. Yeah. So to, to an extent, you're right, Pete. I, I think though that. Um, it's difficult getting a goalkeeper who's going to push for a place because goalkeepers yeah. obviously want to play. Well, especially when Ike Casillas is the captain. Yeah, you know. he's ne- oh, he's never going to get. He's never going to get. You know, but, you do, but you do get goalkeepers who are second and third choice goalkeepers, mm. and they know that, and the club knows that. But know. the best goalkeeper to get as a second choice keeper is either a really, as I've said before, is a really old yeah. hand who's happy mm. to sit on the bench play every so often because he's old now, or a young confident keeper learning this trade. Mm. If you have, if you have a goalkeeper of any decent quality. Uh, as, a, as a reserve keeper, he's just, he's just going to move on. He's never going to play. Well, Man City brought in Richard Wright. Remember, yeah, that's a strange. Well, one. it's a classic example because yeah. he's got he's got experience. Yeah, he was without a club, mm. and he's happy to, presumably to pick up a paycheck and if, a push if you need to use him. Which in an ideal situation is never. You know, so you're not going to use him. But you're not going to think, oh my goodness. You know. No, but at least he's done it before. No, but what it does yeah. as well is it negates um, anyone in the squad being uncomfortable because you know he's he's not going to realistically challenge Joe Hart for the number one squad, is he? So no. you're not going to have any potential tension there it's quite a good thing or well, the number two sure. on, on, <laughs> on Liverpool uh, on, on Liverpool I think you know it's, they need to be given time um, because Brendan Rodgers style isn't the sort of thing you can just transplant overnight um, so I, I, they just never found a rhythm that really sort of worked for them at the weekend I think uh, but the, the Carroll situation is really strange I mean Fenway Sports Group have come out and said they've, they've released an open letter haven't they sort yeah. of talking about how they didn't want to bring in players that were only going to contribute for a couple of seasons obviously referring to Clint Dempsey which seems to criticise Brendan Rodgers' trend transfer policy it's really yeah. really strange and surely you've got to be getting the replacement in before you loan out Carroll it's not like they're depending on a transfer fee it for seems, that seems just like really badly candid about that it seems like a strange sort of statement to make that w- I wish we'd got someone in it's like well you know a loan move's a loan move you could probably recall him if you're really wanting to yeah, you know? yeah. well, they think, can do that in January yeah I think, I think the, um, the communication situation there seemed a bit strange because even though that, that sounds like an excuse to me about Dempsey. It seems mm. to me, I, from what I read, they last minute didn't really have the money to their, at their disposal, so mm. they tried to swap um, Jordan Henderson, didn't they? Right. With Fulham for Dempsey. That didn't work. They lost Dempsey to Spurs, which then meant they didn't want Carroll to go in the end because Rodgers admitted later that he wouldn't have let him go had they lined up a replacement. Yeah. And now Liverpool seemed light up front. But at the same time, by the way, you know, I think John Henry was 
was refreshing to come out and be as frank as he was, but mm. it was, it's quite easy to blame people who are now gone. Mm. So I'm not sure if Liverpool fans will see through it's, this. I, it's it's, it's smacks of sort of like, what's that, what's that, uh, Brendan? I can't hear you, you're breaking up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's two o'clock yeah. in the morning, you want to yeah. buy who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I also think, by the way, that... Um, you know the the, policy, the transfer policy they've had under Connolly and Dalish was, was was woeful. Well, they've utterly dismantled it. Yeah. Really, I, I mean, mean the, yeah. the, they didn't get rid of Henderson, but clearly they were trying to. Adams gone, but Henry said Downing's going to be a left back apparently. Although he played quite well actually, to be fair to him against Arsenal. Henry said, didn't he? We're still undoing the bad work of previous regimes yeah, and yeah. stuff. Uh, but uh, by the way, Liverpool, there's, there's a couple of strikers out there who could. And lend them some support. Like Del Piero is available. Yeah. Michael Owen. Michael Owen. Well, Owen's, yeah. Owen's a huge one. I take Del Piero over Owen I'd all day. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, think, I, I think Owen, if he's going to revive his career anywhere, surely that's the last place on earth where he's actually going to care. Such a gamble. It's a yeah, gamble, yeah it's of course it is. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, they, they've not really got a choice, have they? Until to no, but a gamble for Owen as well, though. Yeah. He's, he spends all his time sort of almost sort of it looks to me from from a distance that he's just excusing himself out of every move possible. Absolutely. Oh, he's, he's, want to go to a, a top Premier League club. We'll fallen get realistic out of, about yeah, it. He's fallen out of love with football, quite obviously. Yeah. I've read something uh, in the Guardian a while ago talking about Michael Owen, and apparently he's you know he's just absolutely just into his horse racing now. Right. So yeah. that's become his passion. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Indeed. Well, was talking to clubs doing transfer businesses and whatnot. Spurs did some. They yeah. did some properly by the by the looks of it. Mm. They signed Dembele, Dempsey, and uh, Hugo Loris. Yeah. Um, they missed out on Moutinho by four minutes. Apparently. And also apparently Berbatov. Did you hear that? They tried to re-sign him. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. But uh, Dembele didn't take too long to uh, open his account. No. What a goal it was. No. That's a great goal. Yeah, it was really really excellent. I don't know. Are, are Spurs stronger now than they were last season? I'm not sure they well, are. I, I, I sort of thought about that, and I thought. Th- so I wrote down they, they lost King, Modric, Kranjkar, Van der Vaart and Sahar and replaced with Dembele, Dempsey, Sigurdsson, Vertonghen and if you count Huddleston because he's been out for a whole year mm. um, it's actually not bad mm. and Lloris as well I mean Lloris is a good, excellent that's a great I tell you what that is a great goalkeeper set up there you've got yeah, the French yeah, yeah, captain yeah. there 25 or whatever he is pushing a 41 year old decent canny operator Friedel yeah. for sure. but yeah. Friedel's the great thing about it is Friedel was excellent against Norwich and he's been good actually these last two games but if, if Friedel does get forced out of the team by the Ricks he's not going to kick up a fuss he's not going to get nah, no. yeah, he'll be annoyed of course he will because he's a professional mm, but he's 41 years old you know he hasn't got the energy <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he can't, he can't kick them the bottles over bothered. <laughs> yeah Oh dear, um, but yeah, they did drew. Uh, they do. They drew one all with Norwich, uh, dropping points at home again to, mm. to lesser opposition. Mm. I know it's a new regime and all, but it's a long-term still. thing, though, isn't it? Same with what Jim was saying about Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. But still, points at home. Yeah, you at home. think they would have won that game? Norwich came twelve last season. They're not a bad team. No, but no, they've got not. a new manager. Yeah, no, there's, I understand. There's like, yeah. So you're saying, so you're saying season, it's so. perfectly fine, and no Spurs fans will complain about a draw at home to Norwich. No, they will complain. They did complain. <laughs> I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they didn't complain. I'm saying that you know, if you start looking at football as a sort of permanent thing rather than something that happens every year mm. and is bookended by massive bombastic marketing campaigns, so you're meant to believe that a one year of football is an era in itself, mm. then actually in 10 years time you might have an actual you know like a proper legacy of a manager you're not going to get an Alex Ferguson everyone wants Alex Ferguson to be the manager of their club or someone like that to be there for 20 years and Alex Ferguson wasn't Alex Ferguson the first couple exactly. of weeks exactly yeah. you're not going to give someone a chance to be Alex Ferguson if he doesn't get to nail his name on the door mm. you've, got, you've got to give him a chance you know and, and Redknapp's gone now and yes there are positives to Redknapp's regime yes he brought them you know qualified success in, in certain areas but he wasn't a long term pro- it was never going to be a long term thing no but the signings of Dempsey you know in, in particular mm. uh, that, that is one that it, it kind of suggests that they're going to continue with this regime of, of short term fixes I mean alongside sort of you know 
Then ten pound eighty. He's only twenty nine. Twenty nine though. I mean, it's not it's, it's not going to be there that long term, is it? And I mean, he clearly didn't want to be there. Let's make it clear. He wanted to be at Liverpool, but. Yeah, well, no, he said but he it's a very, very Redknapp signing, isn't it? He you said can, he see, can see Redknapp having gone in for Dempsey. I don't, I don't think signing a 29-year-old who's, who's a very good player for, what was it, six million or something? I'm not, I'm not criticising it. Mm. I'm just saying it's a similar policy to what they've had in the past. I, th- I think Martino was, was, was very Spice's first choice. Oh, of course and I, think, I think that's a big disappointment to him and to the club that they've not got him. That said... Um, there are encouraging signs there. I think in the, if you want to speak, speak about the Norwich game specifically, you know, he gambled a little bit with the changes he made. The Huddleston decision to get for a red card was an appalling decision. He should never have gone. It wasn't a red card. It wasn't arguably even a foul. So, I mean, there are mitigating circumstances around why they didn't win mm. that game. That's all I'm saying. They panicked a bit. They didn't look that great, admittedly. They need a bit of composure and a bit of confidence, especially the last 10 or 15 minutes because that goal was coming for a long time. At least but there it, are signs there. It's fine. At least AVB is not going to sign five strikers every season and then um, chuck them on the you know the manure heap at the end mm. of the season like like the last regime did so you know Dempsey could realistically be around for three or four seasons yeah he's a fit lad you know he, yeah. he, he's an intelligent player he makes good runs he knows he can find space scores he's, goals yeah he's not a he's not a last last defender striker is he he's no. not going to be worried about him if he loses a half a yard is what I'm saying he's got no I mean he will and I don't make I have no doubt that Dempsey will hit the ground running and be excellent for Tottenham um but you know, like I say, it is it is a fairly sort of. I'm just all of the the point I was making. It's just a very sort of red nap style signing. And he I don't has know com- if the regime changes as dramatic as it may at first seem. And yeah. Dempsey has compound eyes like a fly, so he can see around corners. <laughs> and that's a fact. That's science. That is science. Yeah. Very bulbous. Mm. Uh, Andy Carroll's gone to West Ham. Mm. Big Sam's got his boy. <laughs> I tell you, I think West <laughs> that's Ham, the one, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, that's huge. A match yeah, made in seventh heaven. Lightning rod. Yeah. <laughs> Big Sam would have carried Big Andy Carroll on his back yeah. all the way to West Ham, wouldn't he? He can't believe his luck. Yeah, yeah. And, and a great debut as well. It he was, was yeah. involved yeah. in pretty much. I tell everything. you, they they looked fantastic. They looked like they looked like Allardyce's Bolton, and Allardyce has not had a team that good since he was at Bolton. He's not going to play like it, Kevin Davis. And, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and uh, I th- uh, West Ham. I think they'll be. I think they'll be top ten this season. That's their, their top aim. Top ten. Wow. Well, I think tenth. I think they could finish that. Look, this is <laughs> not West, it's, not West, it's not West Ham. It's Allardyce. That's yeah. the way I'm seeing it. It's, it's Allardyce with a squad that's going to work for him. Okay. They're well, not getting anywhere near 16. the relegation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to point out? I've not at any point backtracked. Wait, top ten. Well, I, I said top ten, and you went well ten. That is that's top ten. ten. <laughs> All right. Just. You, Just you know what no. you've done. <laughs> no, I know what you're trying to put into my mouth. I know, I know. And what I'm oh. getting sick of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, carry, carry what on. What happens in Edinburgh, etc. Well, I, I was really harsh on my stand last week, and, I, and I'll stand by that. They were shocking, but this week they were really good, really mm. good. And, and it wasn't even Andy Carroll; it was almost the idea of Andy Carroll that was. So yeah, good. I know. They were terrified it? of him. It was like sometimes Andy Carroll wouldn't even be doing something, anything. But mm. then, like Fred Hangerland would have been like, oh, like panic, like <laughs> Mr. Head or something. <laughs> Somewhere in the same postcard. Existential crisis. Existential crisis. I thought they were confusingly bad for them. They're not Mm. a bad team. Berbatov and Kieran at Richardson are there now. Yeah, he came on, didn't he, Berbatov? He didn't really have a kick. But um, I thought, the good thing about West Ham, and and Jim, you mentioned um, Allardyce at Bolton, and and, and they got a a reputation as being this sort of set piece, efficient, sort of long ballish side, mostly sort of, you know, championed by us as well. So we have to take our Mm. own sort of portion to blame for that. But the thing they did at Bolton at their best is they mixed it up. Yeah, well, and they did that. West Ham did that at the weekend. Well, the, the thing with, with Allardyce is it doesn't always do that. If they're playing Man United, they'll do that, you know. But yeah. against a team like Fulham, they will be a bit more flowing. Mm. Uh, but there were still long balls in there and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah they're. Um, I think Stoke have come along and just made 
it had been so much worse than you could ever sort of you know accuse Bolton of having been at the time. That it makes it seem almost you know like Barcelona now. Yeah, I, I just thought that Martin Yell, don't rub your face like that because it's going to end up in a montage. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> guaranteed. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a gift to Sky Sports. It, it, Big Easter way, Island face. It's easy the biggest face in the Premier League. I, oh, without a doubt, possibly in Europe. I'd like to see the Optus stats on his hand then. Yeah, how long it takes for him to get from one side of the face to the other. It's a whole ninety minutes. <laughs> it's, the face is massive. He's a lot like the thing, isn't he, from the Fantastic mm. Four? Yeah, he, yeah, he looks exactly like that. Yeah, the the um, thing about um, West Ham is that uh, Marcus Jim says about them having a decent season. They've actually started really well at home. Mm. They've, they've looked really good, and, and the, the sort of the confusion and the tension around. Um, the sort of home performances in the championship last season doesn't seem yeah. to be there the fans well, seem to be a lot more patient. Allardyce said from the outset that he wanted to make Upton Park a sort of fortress and it hadn't worked straight away but you know obviously he's been putting some effort into making that happen so yeah mm. fair play to him well done all round in West Ham town uh, what about Manchester City they beat QPR and that was like the last day of the season wasn't it yeah mm. oh yeah yeah yeah. they signed uh, Javi Garcia from Benfica they signed like five players on the last day, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Richard Wright, obviously. Richard Wright, obviously player. being the uh, the main one, the best one. I think Garcia is a good player. I think he's, he actually offers a little bit of a threat going forward as mm. well. He's really good in the air, isn't he? So, Sinclair as well, as uh, yeah. as we spoke about last week. I think, I think he plays for the reserves tonight. I think right. making his first day. <laughs> Get used to that one, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, sorry, the elite development squad. I meant to say. Mm, is that right? Yeah, not the reserves. What about Newcastle, Pete? Let's talk about your man Hatton Ben Arthur. Mm. Uh, he was all right. <laughs> what a goal! No, it was a lovely hit. Not with his um, not with his left foot either. He's a bit of a left foot specialist, yeah. but that was a, a proper raker. It was a lovely bit of web, but. I was really disappointed in uh, Young uh, Kabai. I don't know what's got into that lad uh, at the start of this season and the back end of last season as well. He just doesn't look like the same player. He just didn't seem that interested apart from the free kick right at the end of the match. Yeah, is it his head turned as he or something? Well, either you that or he's, that he was big on, I know, that's a, he's, he is the, he's the most photogenic Newcastle yeah. player ever. But I think, you know, there's talk of him. He, wanted, he wanted his buddy uh, Debussy to come, to come and play, but um, they didn't manage to sign so you him. Think he's that, still is quite, yeah, that is quite childish, though, when you think about it. That is very childish. But, you yeah. know, who, who knows what's going on in that gorgeous head of his. But I just think <laughs> that there is, a, there is a, an argument to uh, maybe consider dropping him, maybe bringing in Marvel and teaching him to defend a little bit more. But mm. Are you basically so enamoured with him, you're thinking of dumping? him before he dumps you yeah, that, I think that's kind that of yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're picking up much, the signs aren't you much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you're right to has he seen a lot more of his mates at the moment Pete <laughs> yeah, he's out all he's out all hours low <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he says weird things yeah, he yeah. sometimes doesn't even call me by my name Peter yeah because <laughs> mm. didn't he say to you the other day he didn't mind if you had sex with other people yeah, yeah. <laughs> he asked for an open relationship let me let yeah. me stop it now yeah. um <laughs> Let, yeah. me, let me drag this away from uh, emotional wrecks. Uh, let's go to League One with Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Can I just get a confirmation? Yeah. Just, oh, this is something that's been proud of my mind a little bit. Paolo Di Canio has never been wrong, has he? No, of course he hasn't. <laughs> Apart that. from that tattoo, maybe. No, he's never been and wrong. that whole no. Nazi salute thing. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that. If you think if you think he's been wrong, I think you're being unprofessional there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, I see. Yeah, what taking the goalkeeper yeah. off after 23 minutes? I wish the keeper had said, "Hang on, you're having to go at me for reacting badly to being subbed off." <laughs> <laughs> is this happening? Is this actually happening? I'm going to ironically push you over now. Yeah, yeah, and then you have to think about that. That is naughty. I don't care how bad the keeper's been it's taking him off after 23 minutes. Yeah, young boy as well. Oh, yeah, it's really, really harsh. You start going on the mad rants about him being. How short he was as a goalkeeper as well. Did you yeah. see that? <laughs> he needs to sort it out. He needs to grow. <laughs> no he needs one... to make some effort and grow. Yeah. 
He's not shot an Eve's lad. Well, that wasn't stop. meant to be, so stop being racist. Okay, sorry about you that. You mixed up with Di Matteo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is a Chinese peanut, yeah. we know. Exactly. <laughs> um, Moving on. I, th- I, think that, um, I think that he said something along the lines of, oh, he needs to give me some respect. No one would touch him before I came along because he's 188 centimetres. <laughs> he went, didn't he say he was crappy <laughs> as well? Yeah, it was, a very, it was a very metric-specific right. rant, is what yeah. I'm saying. Which is nice <laughs> to just, see. Just to sort of like, yeah, he was like, um, he never played professional football. And I was yeah. thinking, you explain yourself out of a job here, fella. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I am a liability. I bet it an Ali Dai. But he didn't. Oh, I mean, he's like what? No, is he check? But he gets results to Kenny O. He, he does. That was so good. <laughs> he does get results. He, he um he, he was um he was sort of completely unjustified in his decision to take him off as well because they ended up getting hammered, didn't they? Yeah. But you know he, he reacted badly. Then he kicked a water bottle over, stormed down the tunnel. Wouldn't watch it. You know you would though because they've always yeah, just laughing at him. Of course you would. Twenty one minutes in, you know. Now De Canio's he's got to address it hasn't he yeah he had a fight with a player last season he, he, he <laughs> fell out of his captain earlier in this season and sold him to Birmingham because he would basically it was something along the lines of it was really because uh, Canio was very vague about it something happened behind closed doors which the, with his captain which Canio basically explained away as oh he had a really bad change in attitude alright so he disagreed with something you said yeah. and you sold him so no I'm not disputing that he gets results and they got promoted last season but they got pumped this weekend so you've got to be careful there was, there's a lot of money at the moment that hmm. you know Around that club, so you know he can't he can't keep spending forever. All eyes on Swindon. Yes, uh, let's go up north to the SPL. <laughs> Celtic dropped points at home to Hibs. Mm-hmm. Told you, told you, it's all to play for. Motherwell uh, won four one against Inverness Cal in their top. Mm. Motherwell are here. Go on, you still men. Um, three points separate first and ninth in mm. the SPL. I know it's early days, but my goodness, that is exciting times. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is um, your, that's your dream coming true, isn't it? Ah, the Hearts lost. They've lost at home against uh, Dundee. Dundee, but I tell you what, they yeah, had Anfield rocking. <laughs> <laughs> They're the three best minutes of the season. Three best minutes you've ever had on Twitter as well. <laughs> I couldn't believe my luck when Rayner dropped that one. Mm. What was what was great as well is like the the, the, the usual um, Twitter gag after the game. I was like, such a shame for Hearts. Our having outplayed Liverpool over the two legs, people are going, "Well, I, I wouldn't say they've outplayed them." <laughs> Piss off. Block. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get me, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> But um, wasn't it glorious when the Hearts scored? They'd been taking an absolute battering, and then yeah. Raider goes, "Go on, then, here's your one." Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you're made of. Yeah. Mate, mate of mine was at the game. He phoned me after, and he said uh, he was like, "It's probably just as well it never went extra time." I've got a teach in the morning. But how good were the Hearts fans when they scored? Like, and I thought to myself, they'll be on the pitch. And, and a few of them doing the beating. A few of them were over the hoardings, and one guy he got quite far, but he got properly taken down. Yeah. Oh dear! Um, so yeah, all going off again in the SPL. So do you think there's been a bit of a hangover for them to lose at home to Dundee? It must be. Ah yeah. <laughs> I tell you what though, you know, we, people used to go on about should Celtic and Rangers join the Premier League? Well, Hearts, if you look yeah. at their They're results, they can mix it. If they, if you look at their results. They've drawn at Spurs. Yeah. They've drawn at Anfield. Yeah. They're top six. Shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> Get him on that train. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Jim. Yeah. Um, uh, give them a chance, is what I'm saying. Um, so, anyway, 
the Scotland of the South, La Liga. Uh, Barcelona beat Valencia one <laughs> nil. Adriano with a peach, but it was the only thing that mm. separated the sides that game. Hatem Banafa esque. It, it really <laughs> was actually. It really <laughs> was to be fair. It was yeah. exactly almost exactly the same goal. Yeah. Well, I'd say Banafa's was um, slightly truer hit. Yeah. Actually, no, that's uh, Adriano's was a great hit. It's a great, it's a I'm great. sure he'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely little nudge. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, the Barcelona had a really good start. I know, I know old Tito's had his, um, had his disciplinary issues. He has. But they've, um, <laughs> yeah, they've, done, they've done what, right. What do you think about um, Villanova? He, he, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's going to be in the job long for some reason. I think it's just that I think they just really wanted... That, that it seems to me there were... There was sort of um, prep- there was preparation within the club. They knew because of Guardiola's um, manner yeah. of not renewing contracts long term, and he was at Armin and Aaron for a while. I think they put stuff in place to, to, to have the, the, the sort of smoothest transition possible. Yeah. I don't know whether they think of him as a long term repl- sort of replacement or not. I suppose it depends how he gets on and whether he wants a job or not. I, mean, I think he'd be like Gale in Breaking Bad if you're familiar with that character. Yes. At all. Oh Kinda yeah, like okay, that. yeah, yeah. Mm. Quite sort of really, really up for it. Quite friendly. Yes. Sort of a bit of a go getter, but also yeah. very sort of loyal. Yes. That sort exactly. of thing. Yeah, no, a little so, bit too loyal. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm thinking. You know, Guardiola is obviously um, a very media friendly chap. We remember him as a player, etc. Whereas uh, Villanova, we don't, you know. Yeah, but these players know, and that's the main thing. Exactly. I mean, Villanova do, was there, wasn't it? Obviously, they want to continue this era for as long as they can, and if that means promoting the number two, then great. Mm. I mean, if you if you oh, tried to decide at Barcelona, it. you wouldn't want to change it much. No, I admire how they kind of everybody shuffles up one. He's mm. already got a very very good record. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> already. Does. And he said his eye poked out for the cause as well. For God's yeah, sake, exactly. He's a soldier. By, by Big Jose. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that would be a fight. Because that'd be on the Barca tapestry one day. I hope they actually <laughs> yeah. do have a proper fight, Mourinho and, and Villanova, because like Guardiola, he's too much of a gentleman; he'd never get involved in mm. that. But yeah. you're thinking, sort of prime time telly, this one could go off. Well, yeah, why, why not? We've had an eye gouge for crying yeah, out loud. Start. But don't like, Guardiola. I'm sorry, not Guardiola. Villanova did play as well. He's not even played to the level. Of yeah, sorry, but I'm saying he's not. The, he's, He's, yeah, not he's not Guardiola. the icon that Guardiola. No, but I mean, he's coached the, the B team and that sort of stuff. Doesn't so. wear nice jumpers. Gu- Guardiola hasn't coached. I only coached the B team, didn't he? Before he took over the main. Nice team? jumpers. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Real Madrid beat Granada three 0 Ronaldo scored two. and Higuain got one. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a bit sad at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the anniversary of his father's death recently, wasn't it? So, but he uh, didn't. A lot of people are speculating that that's why. Oh, is that right? Well, he mm. said it wasn't for personal. Reasons. He said it was professional reasons. But then right. I, I think he's alluding to the fact that <clears throat> they wouldn't allow him time off, so that personal issue has okay. then become professional. I don't really know. Who knows? Okay, okay. I did. I did find it funny how in in one of the articles it said um, that his feelings had nothing to do with losing out to Andres Iniesta for best player, uh, the UEFA um, European Player of the Season. Uh, I don't think even Ronaldo would get in a sulk about no, that. Yeah, but I just, I just, I, I do this find it a bit. Be, this seems to be like a bit of a media-driven agenda. Here. Yeah, very much. This so. happened in the Euros with um, yeah. when he apparently was taunted by by people chanting. About Messi, and then someone else, um, a newspaper or, or, a, or a TV network, says something about Ronaldo and Messi not shaking hands or avoiding each other in mm. quotes after the um, Spanish Super Cup. And um, but I've not seen. And I know Messi doesn't talk that much to the press, but I've not seen that anyone, either of them, say anything about this. Surely they'd have to. They both have to seek each other out anyway. They're in different dressing rooms, getting on different coaches, going back to different. No, places. but they crossed over after the game. Right. They basically shook hands with the referee, and Ronaldo shook hands with the referee, or one of the assistants, and Messi did the same. And they sort of crossed over, but they didn't see each other, they didn't look at each other. Right. And so if you, I mean, it's one of those things, though, Jim, where it possibly could be something in it. But if you were really looking for an agenda, you go, oh, I didn't even make eye contact. Well, Ronaldo anyway. generates <laughs> headlines, doesn't he? Exactly. Ronaldo being angry and possibly leaving. In Real Madrid, which mm. is what it's obviously leading to, and has in some places already done so. That's you know it sells newspapers. I, d- I did find it, <laughs> I feel sorry for Ronaldo. You know he's saying, look, I'm a bit upset. I don't, I don't want to share it with you. Why I'm upset? Because he doesn't have to. Yeah, why the Contents he have to? of his own head, and immediately the journalists will be. Like, 
Is this because gay? He's gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this because of Iniesta winning the award that you yeah. never won? No, piss <laughs> off. Yeah. You? Uh, I'm quite good at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, big, big. Um, the Bison, big Mike, Michael Essien. Michael Essien yeah. is uh, teaming up with Jose once again. Mm, that, <laughs> is, that is a shrewd bit of business. Chelsea yeah. I mean, don't want any defensive midfield players. I don't do they? think so. <laughs> They've got Romeo, who doesn't seem to be in favour. I'm yeah. say, and they've got um, Mikel who's you know not really blossomed into the player we thought he would <laughs> and they've got Morelos they're talking about selling mm. to Fenerbahce Morelos isn't even really what you call a defensive midfielder no he isn't so. Ramirez is possibly the, the biggest sort of box to box like he can play defensive midfield Oscar does Oscar, he Oscar's He's a creative player no, that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm scared about the fact that we haven't seen Czech Tioti for a little while because <laughs> <laughs> he has not <laughs> linked <laughs> well you've got the window closed then. the only reason Morelos can <laughs> move to Turkey is because their window doesn't close for another week or something but I think you know Chelsea, as we've said before on the show, that they're trying to do a sort of their own tiki taka thing. Maybe they're you know trying to have it so they only have a couple well, of midfielders that do that. And yeah. Well, what happens though? Chelsea play against teams who aren't as good, and they win relatively easily, and they've started the season off well. You know, as I'm sure you're about to come on to, they play Atletico Madrid with a decent attacking mm, unit. I get, get, get overrun. Foul. The Foul. only thing I can think of is that Lampard maybe will go deeper in his older age. Mm. And sit still, there. it's not. Mm, it's not. It's not ideal, is it? What about Falcao? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Radamel, yeah. what a name! Yeah, <laughs> he's an absolute beast. I mean, it's yeah. funny, isn't he? He's won. Has he won back-to-back Europa leagues? He certainly won two of them. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you just think to yourself, are Atleti going to get into the Champions League? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's where he, but then maybe he loves it there. He's only just moved there, really. I mean, he's what is he, twenty five, twenty six? Maybe they'll swap him for Torres one day. Oh, bit of symmetry to that, move, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, but Mafalco's not been at Atletico Madrid long, has he? No, no, he hasn't. No, and it was a strange, sort of a strange move from anyway because he had his pick, didn't he? Really, yeah. that's right. Well, he was, yeah, he was in Portugal, obviously wanted to get into La Liga, but maybe he, he, he one of those players who's better being a, a big fish in a. So called smaller pond. You know. It's a lovely night out against Chelsea. Oh, it's it? a la- Monaco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe he's just happy, want. lads. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Let's just get off his back. Yeah, get let's stop trying to get him right. Well, we're going to leave but Spain. How, but how do you think, seriously, just going okay, back to just really before, quickly, how do you think Chelsea will set up against a city in the league? No, you're right. You're absolutely mm. right. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe Big JT will step up. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it because it'll be about 6 5. It'll be a brilliant yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Serie A. Serie A um, uh, Udinese were beaten 4-1 by Juventus Nicholas Bedner yeah they were murdered by them well, and, and then Juventus conceded one of the most boneheaded goals I've ever seen <laughs> like, yeah. proper like park stuff like pass it across your goalkeeper sort of thing <laughs> but Juventus look just scintillating well they're going to look even better because Nicholas Bedner's moved there for well, one exactly, year yeah. that's why the players are stepping up yeah, yeah. yeah they think oh that's not guaranteed in any position <laughs> 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 you can play anywhere yeah well Bedner said I hope we'll have great times together I want to Fulfill my potential here. Mm. And can the world the, handle that? I don't yeah. know. Um, and show the fans my absolute best is still yet to come. I'm sure I will. You can imagine him reading the papers, find the Juventus players reading the papers, reading that um, Bent is about to come to, Ju- to Juve. And oh, it says here he's the best player in the world. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> don't say. <laughs> they wanted I'm Van Persie they got Bentner yeah. it's got to be disappointing oh yeah so they did my absolute best is yet to come my absolute best arrogance yeah. is yet yeah. to come my finest work well, if he said to me my absolute best is yet to come I'd say I fucking hope so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost certainly is to be fair I'm, I'm going to write off a lot of cars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he, he nearly went to Siena which um, I think would have 
probably been a more sensible move. Um, th- I mean, they claimed they were very close to a deal with them, and then um, as soon as Bentner learned of Juve's interest, uh, that was the end of that. But I did like the Siena sports director. He said it was an almost impossible deal to sign Bentner. Mm. He said, we had an agreement for all, both with the player and Arsenal, but when the player understood of Juventus' interest, he phoned us to say he was going there. He always acted correctly. Mm. <laughs> I think that's nice to read. I, yeah. I, I mean, Not like Fiorentina and Berbatov. No. Yeah, exactly. Gordon Bennett. They, they, they were gutted about that. They were well pissed off. The decision with Bentner is, is, is whether he wants to go. And Juventus is always going to be a big pull yeah. for him. They're a big team. But if he, he, he had a chance to be a real legend at Siena if he plays every week and can start scoring goals. I think he's them. too young to care about that sort of thing. Maybe, yeah. Um, that's probably true, yeah. But yeah, no, on, on Juventus, I think it's impressive that they've um, that they played so well given that Conte is banned from the touchline. Mm. It's not really seemed to affect them that badly. Well, yeah, we spoke about this last week, didn't they? Would, would they struggle? And, and, and we t- talked about Milan maybe not having enough. And then they go and beat Bologna 3-1 uh, rather and Pazzini scores a hat-trick they're so mental hmm. the, the Pazzini-Cassano thing I saw, I saw the um, uh, Bologna-Milan game and the, the defending Diamante for mm. Bologna yeah it was a great yeah, 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 yeah. he's, he's obviously scored the decisive penalty against England in the Euros mm. isn't he? But mm. the, the defending I mean Milan's first goal the Pazzini penalty yeah. defender it was almost like if you put a video together for kids about how not to defend got yeah. the wrong side grabbed his shirt fell over took him <laughs> down <laughs> <laughs> it was like one thing after another Pazzini can believe it what about Pazzini's third though it was like great fall finish. in the box and, and go on then yeah, we all, yeah good it's a great Thanks. finish though wasn't it yeah Loved but with defenders though just oh it's terrible but the thing was even the other end with Diamante's penalty as Jim just alluded to Nocherino it was a dreadful challenge yeah. he was like looking the other way swinging a wild leg on the edge of the penalty area <laughs> um, we spoke about Roma last week and said could mm. they perhaps uh, mount an attack on the Scudetto and uh, winning 3-1 uh, away to Inter is a fantastic result yeah. the Inter fans did had a, uh, put a banner up for Zeman the Roma manager didn't they basically thanking him for all his um, good work against corruption in Italian football and stuff did they? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. wow. is like a real good guy of like football in, okay. in terms of fighting against um, corruption and stuff like That's that. That's great. And the Inter fans put put a little banner up for him. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and they, then he smashed them. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably a bit annoyed about <laughs> Thanks it. Thanks very much. Yeah. Totti with two assists. Mm. The evergreen Francesco Totti and because we loving that Totti Destro Osvaldo front three. Of course, yeah. lovely. Yeah, um, w- we've said many many times about how strange it is that Italian players seem to move clubs, um, you know, to their rivals, and it's not a problem. But I've been thinking about this today. Do you think it's just because? You know, it, uh, over here, players might think twice about that because the fans would go absolutely mental. Mm. But in Italy, it's absolutely guaranteed that for some reason, at some point, the fans are going to go absolutely mental about something. Yeah. Yeah. So you might as well just accept it yeah. and do yeah, it. I guess we'd have ultras. Yeah. So the, you know, keep over your, that, keep your think close. It'd be back at some point, so I don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always moving, so it'd be back. <laughs> Uh, Cassano uh, can you say open his account it was a very lucky one I didn't see that one yeah, huge no, deflection yeah. he, 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 he claimed it yeah, I, mean, he did, I, he I wouldn't want to be the man to try and take it off him <laughs> yeah, he'll do that he's an Inter fan isn't he so when he realised they wanted him he was, he was off he, off he went mm. across town. it was a straight swap wasn't it I don't think there was any money involved not sure Sorry, all there was money involved Patsini <laughs> I mean Patsini's been largely woeful for a year or so but yeah. he's always um, decent when he joins a new club he, it seems to me that he just needed a move he scored two on his debut for Inter huh? and he scored a hat-trick on his full debut um, this time well, it's there. now time to talk about a former Milan great because we're going to go to League One, and it's uh, Lille One, Paris Saint Germain. Oh, Paris Saint Germain. 
Yeah, they beat Lille two, two one. Two great goals from Zlatan. Two great goals. Yeah. I tell you what, the second goal from Zlatan. I've never seen him run like that for yeah. so long. Mm. That won't last. Well, he's like done a, it now. Like a lovely, yeah. running. <laughs> like a lovely gazelle. Mm. Mm. Like a, no, like a horrible gazelle. Like yeah. a really arrogant gazelle. <laughs> he was absolutely fantastic, and they, they've won two one. Finally, they've got a win. Mm. We're getting a little bit worried for them. Uh, well, no, we were, we were enjoying it, but uh, Marseille won three one. They're they're top. Um, Twelve points. They've got so an excellent start and, for them. and Barton to come Things are <laughs> only get better Yeah They'll have at least 15, 15 by the end of the season yeah. Elsewhere in France Montpellier won 3-1 away Which was a better result for them They haven't had a great start to the season But their owner Louis Lulu Nicolin Said uh, Before the game at This about Their start to the season He said I'm disappointed You can always turn around A bad start If you have smart players But three quarters of mine Are morons So that won't work <laughs> oh, won't work. the league last season Won't work yeah. Not the title <laughs> no, this man needs to Here's be hooked up with Gigi Bacali and yeah, yeah, they need yeah. to just put the world to rights together. Yeah. It would be an atom bomb like explosion. Mm. A team that won the league last season and he dyed his hair blue and yellow at the age of about seventy and they're yeah. the morons. Half of them half of them are morons. Yeah, no, three quarters. Three quarters, actually, three quarters They've right. got a majority, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Sasha had largely terrible as well, yeah. they had a dreadful start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well uh, <laughs> half empty stadium. Before. Don't see you having a go at them, Luke. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Can't get everyone, Jim. I've got to be very specific. <laughs> Before we get on to uh, one of our favourite features, we've got to go to Thailand. Because former England boss, Sven Goran Eriksson. There he is. He's back in work. Oh, yes. He's a new technical director at uh, Thai club Tero Sasana. Can you hear the joy in your voice <laughs> as you've gone up a doctor? Put your feet up, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> How many Just hotels do you reckon that man has been in? <laughs> oh, I can't thousands. imagine. Oh, he's 64. Yeah. He's loving it. Jesus. He's loving it. <laughs> he's like, uh, am I down to my last five million? Better yeah. get another job. <laughs> Someone said on Twitter today, oh, what's the matter, Sven? Can't you get like a big, big club jobs anymore? Yeah, you have to go to Thailand. You being mad? Are you mad? He's loving it. I yeah. can't believe it. No pressure. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. apparently Dietmar Haman wrote in his um, autobiography, that uh, Sven uh, wanted a few years more to manage, so that would have been a couple of years ago, mm. I'd imagine, uh, before moving to Thailand uh, to to go and live with two beautiful women. Apparently, mm. what? Um, Haman said, uh, Eriksson said to him on a pre-season tour of Thailand, "You know, Didi, I like this place. I think I will manage for another five years and come back here and live with two women. Yes, I think I need two beautiful women." <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant, amazing. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. But, uh, uh, with, with regards to how long Sexy Sven Uncle Sven <laughs> Balding smoothie yeah. um, uh, With regards to how long he will be in Thailand um, uh, Ericsson's agent Athol Still uh, Why are all the people involved with Sven Got great names like Hands Back and yeah. Athol Still yeah. Super. He said um, it's an open ended contract It could be very short term <laughs> <laughs> Very short term oh, Until they've basically given him a house And yeah. can't get out of it I like my contracts like I like my women yeah. I have yeah. two of them yeah. <laughs> Oh dear oh dear it, It's painfully good yeah. yeah It really is Oh dear Now while I've just finished up about Sven If you pardon the expression uh, Luke's, <laughs> Luke's gone off I think he's in Diego Corner Yeah I thought I'd give oh. you all an update Here we go We haven't had this for a while Obviously nice. being the close season and all. Yeah. Another man who knows well, how to find money Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, Me or Diego, or Diego. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I can assure you I don't The, the um yeah, the, the Diego's obviously been out of work for a while, so he's not not much has been going on. He's just been recharging his battery. Yeah, know? yeah, and that, and that is a euphemism for uh, <laughs> some recreational drug use, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, but yeah, so there was talk of him being linked to um, a, a couple of jobs in China. 
because um, obviously Drogba and, um, yeah. and Nelka have gone there and, and so there was talk that it might become the new footballing sort of powerhouse and Diego mm. wanted to be at the vanguard of that yeah but, it's um, definitely that but it's, it? it's not going to happen because um, apparently all the offers he got for coaching have been uh, unsatisfactory in his, <laughs> uh, in his words so he's accepted the job as an ambassador that's yeah. a perfect job for Diego <laughs> yeah. he's loving that Is that's it? what Sven wants to get setting a good yeah. example Diego should ring Sven you want to get someone as ambassador stuff it's really <laughs> easy um, with the Dubai Sports Council um so what he's going to do is um, he's going to resolve his dispute with Al Wazzle apparently. He's going to stay exactly where he is yeah. and do less work. <laughs> and he says, he actually says, uh, um, Dubai Sports Council and I have discussed a few ideas and they are serious about upgrading the sports sector in Dubai. Um, for those who think that I've fallen down or I've collapsed, I'm stronger now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emperor. And right. he also said, um, a little sort of uh, chilling insight into what it's like <laughs> to be Diego. Um, I used to not sleep at all and it's really hectic and tiring. For me, I would like to live more years. I would like to retire or relax for some time. <laughs> him, and, him and Sven, just I was doing a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is he a good ambassador? He's, he no. always just destroys everyone he's with. Just right. openly, publicly slates them. He's yeah. just going to start ripping the shit out of them. Yeah. I cannot yeah. wait. It's amazing, isn't it? I like to think he heard ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes salty meat. Yeah. Uh, not in Dubai. Not in Dubai. Come not on. Dubai. You're right. You can't get away with it, no. <laughs> right, I think it's time for a game, isn't it, Peter? Mm. Uh, right. Are you ready, gents? Yep. What's it called? Yeah. It's called... Jason Ewell bet. Very good. One that sometime I think I catch myself every so often thinking, what if he lets me down with a name? He won't. He won't. No, he won't. Never. Never. Especially because a lot of people have sent me some brilliant ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I will fully credit. Um, upon my arrival to Major League Soccer, who am I, by the way, uh, in the summer of 1999, I declared my intention to become the Dennis Rodman of MLS. Stop. Danny Dickio? No. Instead stop. Of, instead of stop, you've got to say you'll bet. Okay, you'll bet. <laughs> Darren Huckabee No Oh good guess. He's synonymous with the MLS isn't mm, he Because yeah. he scored that one goal Yeah According to the internet the uh, all the time. I once punched a rapper in the face on the telly Oh that's a good You've got it haven't you uh, No I think I have <clears throat> In my country I'm known as Jana You'll bet Is it Joe Jaracocha No it is We've not. We've already had it haven't we Yeah mm. Yes we have <laughs> You'll bet game, though, to be fair. <laughs> You'll bet Is it Robert Yarney? No, it's Just not. Just it sounds like um, Yarney. Good. Um, I like it. Uh, I won Celebrity Big Brother in 2007. Didn't watch it. Oh, yeah, it's not, not in our country. Oh. oh, right. Oh, oh, stop. No. You'll bet. Yeah. Is it Sasa Churchich? It is Sasa oh, Churchich. Yeah! Yeah. 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 Get into him, Why did you punch a rapper? Uh, again, on a Serbian television show. I remember Certifiable and mental. Yeah, Chris Camaro once called me a Serbian George Best. Um, I once said the following, I would not sign for another club, but not even if I was offered $15 million. However, it would be different if they were to instead offer me 15 different women from all around the world. I would tell the club chairman, please let me make these women happy. I will satisfy them like they have never been satisfied before. Keep it to yourself, maybe, eh? Goodness me. Sven in the making. <laughs> Goodness me. Sasa Church. Do you remember he had that little sort of plaited beard at one mm. point as well? Yeah. Didn't he... Um, Full Manchu sort of yeah. deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't he have some sort of protest at yes, Selway Park he once did, as yeah. well? You're absolutely right. Yeah, well done. Good protest knowledge. <laughs> and now it's time for a profile, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Profile time, as it's known. Now... 
We've done some profiles before. And, Loads you know, of them. We've d- They're we, on the website. We've d- <laughs> they are on the footballramble.com. We've done some <laughs> which which mean some to others. You know, Jim, if there's maybe an Arsenal player, we've done it means a lot. Luke, Robert Prozanecki meant a lot to you. This is all about Pete Donaldson today, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, because we are doing the entertainers. It's the Newcastle United team of the mid-90s. Oh. Oh. It's Pete's youth going you- into the dwarf. You shouldn't have. <laughs> ah, the entertainers. Ah. That's pretty hard. He's got through here. Ferdinand! one one Oh, he's dropped it again, the goalkeeper here. Junela. And it's Junela! Steve Howe, one of the many internationals on view tonight. Still Gillespie. And Ferdinand! The marking didn't look too good, and the header has sneaked in from Steve Howie. Glenn Hoddle, take note. Peter. Peter. Uh, uh, Pete, it's, all Pete. Over, it's all over the chair. Uh. <laughs> Pete, this is happening. Do, do carry on, Marcus. Yeah. It's, it's Kevin Keegan's original Newcastle United. You mean ah. Shady, Kilkline, Alan, Guppy and Matthew? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's the main ones, yeah. <laughs> Scott Sellers, Marcus. I, I, I Mark Hottiger. <laughs> Paul Bracewell. Yeah. Um, Paul Kitson, uh, I believe. Yeah, Paul he Kitson, was in there yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, they had other strikers, oh. I believe. Gavin Peacock, top oh. scorer in the promotion season. Oh. One of the finest monk footballers ever. <laughs> do you remember... Do you remember <laughs> Darren Peacock as well. Yeah, yeah. Peacock, do you remember, do you remember killing... Yeah, Killer King, Kill Klein. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. the like name. Alexi Lalas. We like People it. say but I look like, like him, yeah. Oh, yeah, the I love that, yeah. And the blonde, yeah. Brilliant. Pete, here we go. Yeah. Strap wow. yourself in, Pete. Mm, what you Keep all hands and feet inside oh, yeah. the vehicle. This is your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pull your trousers down, pal, because we're off. Now, uh, in the period of 1992 to 1997, I think that's fair, it was a- around that time. Well, that's you Keegan's, that's Keegan's yeah, yeah, yeah. error, isn't it? It, was, it mm. really was... An incredible time for for Newcastle United, and just full of excitement and goals and things going not, on. Not a lot of defending. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, a lot of bombing on. <laughs> full yeah. of excitement, and that's just Keegan's hair and coat. The entertainment <laughs> included a lot of slapstick as yeah, well. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose you know Newcastle had a number of flair players leading up to that era. You know, throughout the eighties, they did have the likes of um, Keegan himself and Beardsley, Bottle, Gascoigne. Uh, not at the same time; that would have been no. absolutely incredible. Yeah. But um, into the nineties, you know, they were managed by Ozzy Ardiles, and uh, one for attacking football as well. Yeah. Laying mm. the foundation, um, yeah. but he the uh, Martinez and Rogers. <laughs> Martinez <laughs> and Keegan. That's it. I mean, it didn't work out too well for Ardiles for, for a number of reasons. To be fair. Um, Chief that he wasn't a very good manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was sacked, they were bottom of the old second division, uh, now the championship. The club were in financial ruin, and uh, the Magpie group of Sir John Hall, uh, Freddie Shepherd, Freddie Fletcher, and co were, were heavily involved in getting that club back on its feet. And Freddie Fletcher, of course, died recently. Uh, very yeah. recently, yeah. yeah last week. Yeah. Only at the age of um, 71, I think. Um, so uh, I did like this out. Sir John Hall um, and Freddie Shepherd were saying, you know, they were the money men, and the real driving force behind uh, the Newcastle United revolution in the early nineties was Freddie Fletcher, or the, the Rottweiler he was called around the club. He was, uh, as, as you could imagine, a fierce Scotsman. Um, and uh, Freddie Shepherd said at the time, because uh, they were talking about getting Keegan involved, they thought this would be amazing. You know, mm. we need the club getting back. We're, we're in the dollars yeah, yeah. We, this is terrible stuff. So we need to get some finances in here, and who better to get us up and running on the pitch? You know, but they're in serious danger of going to the. 13, they were indeed, they? but yeah. I think when a club's like that, you need 
it's not so much about tactics, it's more about motivation, it's mm. more about a bit of confidence. And bombs on seats as well. Yeah, and Keegan, you know, d- does all that, uh, or he certainly did. Um, I love this quote from um, Freddie Shepherd. He said, At the time, Kevin was in Marbella playing golf with showbiz people like Sean Connery every day, but Freddie Fletcher persuaded him off his own back to come into football. He'd and not managed before, had he? Keegan? Yeah, no. and I mean, it did, but that's it, though. They isn't just it? assumed he would be what he genuinely did go on to be. But, yeah. but, but isn't it, that's, yeah. th- that was the start of it. Yeah. That was the start. Keegan was playing golf in Spain. They went along with Sean with Connery for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Connery was living in uh, southern Spain at the time. Why, if why I went to Spain, made? I wouldn't yeah. just end up playing golf with Sean Connery, would I? Kevin Keegan. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, Keggy. You've never left a professional football pitch in a helicopter. All right. <laughs> no. All right. You've got Stop the hair. Rubbing You're it not in. Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been punched in the lay-by, but I'm not Kevin Keegan. You flew off a bike at high speed, but you're not Kevin Keegan. I so would let, love it if we beat them, but look, we've, had the, you've had, you've had the Keegan profile. You've said it again. You had the Keegan profile to get it all out, all right, and you had a bit of a go at Les Ferdinand. I said, recall, so I'll not have this. I will not have <laughs> you spoil this. He will not have it. He will oh, not have it. Little trip down memory lane, Pete. That's <laughs> Pete, you're up against it. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't shoot the messenger. Um, but uh, yeah, in all seriousness, that's where it started. You know, Keegan was was um, you know passing in in Spain with with Connery and. Uh, and then it would go to the point of very close to winning the Premiership or mm. the Premier League Premiership but within game. two seasons yeah well, I, I, this is it this is how I mean it's funny isn't it you, you remember those times and they were they were, well, they were great they really were And but doing the profile I just thought blimey it was that simple they were down Keegan came along they pumped a bit of money in there and my giddy aren't they nearly were the best team in the in the country mm, yeah. it was a lot of money to be fair yeah no it you was know, a lot of money it, it but it wasn't like, even like Scott Sellers was something like £900,000 no, and he not, was a player who played a no, lot it's, not, it's not Roman Abramovich money or Manchester mm, City no, it was at, the time, back, at the time it was a fair whack wasn't it well, yeah, I suppose. We're supposed to be bigging him up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, well, it was well, a uh, foregone conclusion. If anything, I'm annoyed I didn't do more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, maybe the amount of money they outlaid as well was entertaining. And it was. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway. Because it wasn't our money. Yeah. <laughs> so Keegan from southern Spain goes straight to Newcastle in February 1992 and saves the club from, from relegation. Um, and uh, it went about getting them into the top flight and did so the following year. And they were good that year as well. I remember, mm. As I've said to you before, just then, Peacock top scorer. So they were a good team. Then. Wasn't Andy Cole like prolific for them in the? Ch- in he was the, a goal uh, machine. Second division. But if you look, then, it, yeah. if you look at some like a signing such as uh, like Rob Lee, Ke- Keegan was instrumental in getting him into the club because you know he came from Charlton, yep. not for, for a huge amount of money, but he wanted um, he wanted to be quite close to London, and he basically explained to Rob Lee that Newcastle is closer to London than Manchester is. It isn't. No, yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> clearly isn't. But I, uh, I wonder right. if Keegan actually thinks that. That <laughs> might have been what convinced him. It's before the internet, so no one. Knows what's true and what isn't. So it's impossible <laughs> yeah. to tell. That is right. And so they get into the Premier League or the Premiership, and in the 93 94 season, their first time back in the top flight uh, for a little while, they finished third. Yeah. That Unbelievable. Is breathtaking. Yeah. Mm. That really is. Yeah, just, you know, Andy Cole, Peter Beardsley. Didn't Cole. Doesn't Cole still hold the record for the most goals scored in the season? Is that right? For in new Premier League. Uh, Didn't he get like 42? I think he got 41 in all competitions. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, he got 34 a, in the league. It was a phenomenal effort, basically, mm. the way you look at it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they, they finished third, their highest finish since, I think, 1927 mm. when they last won the league, you yeah. know. 
Um, but they played a real passing attacking game, which so many people love to watch and admire. And, and they became a lot of people's second team, you know. Yeah. And there were loads and loads of kids around my way in Essex who yeah. had Newcastle shirts. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Yeah, Same in Edinburgh, you know. It's, it was, they were popular in my school as well. I mean, very much so around that sort of time. Well, yeah, th- I mean, that was the, the McEwen La- McEwen's Lava kits. Mm. Yeah. They were, it was more the. And the, later the Nuki Brown one Nuki as well. Brown, yeah, yeah, that was when, when it really. Um, when did they sign? Come on, crazy. when did they sign Big Philippe Albert? Uh, <laughs> we want to talk about like being punched <laughs> well, in the face well, by a giant marshmallow well we haven't mentioned Peter Beardsley no, yeah, you know, no. had, who had a fantastic partnership with, with Andy Cole he got him back from Everton um, to Keegan for mm. I think one and a half million a shrewd move that actually mm. yeah, he should really never have left the club to be yeah, fair yeah exactly bring him back it's a real good PR coup for the club mm. he's obviously a local lad Beardsley and Cole up front I mean mm. Cole was uh, I think he was PFA Young Player of the Year he was top scorer as we said Beardsley got 25 as well I mean Cole with 34 but, and Beardsley with 25 in the league but you know <laughs> You know, th- this wasn't even the entertainers. You know, no, no, this is like even more entertaining. It. Yeah, like the, the big thing, the the, the most telling um, <laughs> phrase, the most telling sort of saying, uh, uh, kind of anecdote I can sort of remember from the time was that Kevin Keegan once shouted at John Beresford to do some defending, a fullback, yeah. and uh, Beresford told him to fuck off. <laughs> 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 so, so Keegan, there are any so, other manager in the so, world that would take that? Yeah. Well, no, no, okay, well, Keegan, Keegan, yeah. well, Keegan subbed him off. But like Beresford always sort of goes back and sort of says that oh, the one, the one yeah. manager that um, always holds grudges was Kevin Keegan, and he always you got to tell me a fuck off, are you again, John? Yeah. No, yeah. Mister. That's good. Yeah, yeah, well, Keegan would deal with that. Chat. Two yes, strikers have scored fifty-nine league goals between them. I d- actually, and we've sorry. not got into the entertainers yet. Well, I'm not actually. I'm not sure if Beardsley was was league goals. Okay, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, but they they scored uh, an absolute hatful the Beardsley shimmy right in front of the uh, the Crystal Palace uh, ground where the end was not built yet and it was just massive Mm. hoardings nobody could sit there lovely delish Um, and then of course they signed Philippe Albert the big Belgian centre back the, the great thing about Philippe Albert, right? Yeah. And Peter, I know you could probably talk about him all day. He's about six foot ten. He's massive. He's, he's taller than me. I think he's about six foot three, Philippe Albert. And we'll talk he's, about his deft touch yeah, in a bit. He was he? solid, <laughs> but he, he could caress the ball like nobody's yeah, business. Yeah. For a player, you know. In a bit. Yeah, okay. Fine. <laughs> the most exciting parts of Colacini's game are the parts that remind me of Philippe Albert. <laughs> <laughs> so we're moving um, to the 94 95 season. It's still not, not quite there yet, really. Um, and that was when Manchester United paid six million for uh, Andy Cole and Keith Gillespie, who was rated about one million pounds. Do you remember the forward? Do you remember Keegan remonstrating yeah, on, the, on the steps of St James's Park with the fans, sort of going, "Don't worry, you know, it'll get better." It, I've got a plan. Well, that was an outrageous signing. Yeah. It, it was. It was, it was huge. Was. It was huge. But man. do you remember how, how much Keith Gillespie was rated? Though I thought yeah. one million. He was rated at one million by yeah. Manchester United, which well, I was, thought was very low. I don't know if this is apocryphal, but you hear quite a lot that it would have been Beckham had um, had you know both been English. Oh right, okay, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, mm. um, I mean, Andy Cole. His best days. He scores a goal, Marcus. He be- yeah. His best days were at Newcastle. Really? Would you not? Well, I mean, not, uh, no, 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 no. As in his best <laughs> playing days. Would well, you not he, say? he obviously won more at United, but his most prolific. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, took it was a while quite to a short end, period. Right? It was only a couple of years, so I don't know how you, how much you can sort of read into that. But yeah, he he certainly seemed to miss a lot more for Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> we probably got more chances, but still, yeah. though, that's well, that was his thing, wasn't it? He'd, he'd get he'd just get like five chances in a game easily, just from his well, own movement. The whole sort of thing, wasn't it? Um, but so Newcastle finished sixth um, that year, but in the close season, 
they signed Celeste Ferdinand and Davy Ginola mm. and it all went off from there what do we need what, more <laughs> sort of flair players really <laughs> yeah. what do we need a winger who won't track back yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sort of player who when he retires will open a vineyard yeah. like David Ginola actually has a oh. winger who won't only tra- not track back he's actually in exile from the national team for not doing so <laughs> yeah. oh dear well um, I mean Celeste Peter uh, well, he's you know he's already in the demon. Of he is, he he's is, easily still. my favourite footballer on this planet. <laughs> just, he's just. But was, it, was just, that when he scored? Uh, 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 so was it the ninety five ninety six season where he scored in the first eight games of the season for them? I own. believe so. Yeah, because because uh, they kept winning, at, didn't they? they? And especially at home, they looked unstoppable. You thought they're, they're always going to win at home. They just they're not even a draw. And, and I think they're they're it was absolutely steamroller teams. It was ridiculous. Mm. I think they played. Wow, was it Liverpool? And it was one all, and Liverpool were obviously, um, you know, title contenders in early parts of, of the seasons back then. And uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's actually a touch up. Everything's changed. Halcyon yeah. days. Yeah. No, they, they, they were in there for the first sort of six months or so. But um, they, I think it was Liverpool. They played them at St James's Park, and this was reasonably early in the season. And it was one all. I remember just thinking, Newcastle. They're not going to drop points, surely. And, and lo and behold, Steve Watson pops up with a winner in with the last minute, and you think, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Even you get out of jail. That's, that's, it's that's, Un- that, Manchester United esque. That yeah. was the, that was the nice sort of thing about it. There was also that that sort of backbone of um, uh, Lee Clark, um, Steve Watson, who were sort of local lads who were kind of mm. like the support network for that sort Steve of thing. Steve Howie, it was that top Steve Howie, yeah, yeah, Steve Howie, okay. Steve Howie. They used to play in sort of uh, big paving goal. Yeah. But there was a lot Pulse of local surgery, lads, yeah. and that was the, that was a great thing. You know, you had a, a of few. Keegan um, signed Shaka Hislop, which was quite exciting from Reading. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a fair whack of money as well. That was mm. over a million, I think. And and this was the season where they just tore it up. You know, the, the, <laughs> they this is the famous four three Anfield season. As well, well that, yeah, that was in the, the second half of the season. But in the first half of the season, it was just ridiculous. Like, we, we, you know, we hadn't seen the likes of it. You no. know, people from our, our generation, it's especially where it was a team everyone loved. You know, that's right, like, that's it, right, it, you, yeah. you would see Man United dicking on teams before, but mm. people used to, it's easy to forget how much everyone hated Man United in the 90s. Oh, yeah. There wasn't really much yeah. competition, really. Well, the competition yeah. would always change. And in, and in this season, when they, because this is the season they went miles ahead, isn't it? Yes. Mm. And the thing was, the other thing that's never really sort of mentioned, um, I'm sure you've got the specifics there, Mark, is that the United's running. They were amazing. They, oh, they yeah, won like they every single game or they something were, to, to, to pip Newcastle. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like Newcastle. Newcastle did drop points and obviously they got overhauled. But United were ruthless. They were yeah, like, yeah. They were like um, what's his name in No Country for Old Men? They were yeah. just, just relentlessly hunting them down. Mm. Never dropped points. Won every single game almost. Yeah. Also, as well, I think when Newcastle were twelve points clear, I think in January um, they had a. Uh, I think United had a game in hand on them. So was, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was so it was effectively nine, wasn't it? Yeah. For, for that. In January, still. Yeah. yeah, but on on that on that side of it, though, you could argue that about Manchester City. I think last season, yeah, but yeah, still. But but Jim, but Jim sort of touched on here about how United were disliked because they won everything, and that very much was the sort of mode of the uh, sort of mood of the time. But um, the reason I loved Newcastle in that season, obviously as an outsider, I lived on the south coast and I had no particular affiliation to them, was just that football was becoming at that stage, even to my, I was like 15 or 16 yeah. at the time, football was becoming quite a cynical, heavily marketed, mm. sponsorship endorsed game. And Newcastle really did uh, symbolise this sort of youthful exuberance and, mm. and entertainment for entertainment. It was entertainment right the stuff, yeah, wasn't it? It was. It, was, it was almost something quite innocent about it, wasn't it? Because yeah, they which would, is great to watch. They that's would Keegan cons- all over. Well, no, but it was the whole, you know, the famous sort of cliche about them was that they were just 
outscore the opposition because they would always concede well, but you Anfield knew you'd be in for example. a brilliant game but they came I mean I don't know the, I can't remember the specifics but they came on down at Anfield didn't they well, that was, and, and was, that, was really, that was really the tipping well, point they lost people forget they lost at Old Trafford 2-0 yeah, okay. and I think, I think that's when they, the, the gap was um, put back to 9 or, or maybe with the game in hand so it could have been 6 but it, you know in January they were, they were very far ahead and people were just like well it's is it over? You know, yeah. which was incredible. Um, and then uh, Tino Asprey turned up to join the party, <laughs> and, and he was great. But <laughs> Keegan lobbing on another striker yeah. w- was it just a bit too much? It was at the behest of the team. Well, no, it, it wasn't that much of a gap, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't about um, Tino Asprey in the slightest. There, there's, I think there's one sort of pivotal moment that people always sort of talk about, where I think Tino lost the ball or something, and, and the other team scored. And it's like that's one goal. That's yeah, one goal yeah, yeah. in a million of other. Course. And like you said, the the running for Manchester United, they 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 steamrolled into teams ten times in a row, or something like that, to get that. Well, when it started to change, it was the game at Anfield, and it, and, and and that very. Um, but do, do, do you remember the resilience of, mm-hmm. of the Newcastle to keep on going at, at them? You know, yeah, what I mean? I and think... Liverpool as well. But do you like do you remember like Les Fernandes turn and shot? And yeah, oh, man. Well, they went two one up, didn't they? It was one nil Liverpool. I mean, it's, they call it the greatest game in the history of, of the Premier League. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely. And, and the following season, there was the same result, wasn't it? There was. Yeah, it wasn't quite as good a no, game, it wasn't. But, but it's still. But one thing I would say, just to expand on what Pete said, you know, this thing about Aspria losing the ball, I don't actually remember that point. But the, the, the overall point should be that if you've got that much of a lead, and, you're, and everyone takes responsibility if you don't win, it's not. Mm. It's not hinged on one moment. No. Everyone, there's so many opportunities after that from so many different players to put that right. They didn't do that. And the, you can't. You can't scapegoat one person. For no. That. And there's so many sort of images from that season that I remember, like uh, Tino, like um, turning up at the ground and it was snowing. And uh, he yeah. was in a big like, so I think he was in a big woolen coat or something. That's right. And I remember, and I remember exactly a puffer jacket. Like. Yeah, it was. It was no, something. I think, like I, think that. It was, I think it was something just that looked really weird. Was it a big rom? Was it a big rom? <laughs> it was a statement that he was cold. Yeah. I remember yeah. standing outside in the back and um, this uh, three three lasses grabbing all the shaka his lot. I remember seeing Pav, uh, Pavel Sanchez really early on. It was clear that Pav wasn't playing because he was up in the stands with his little daughter dressing a suit. And Shaq Hislop come out of his car, and these three lasses like grabbed all of um, Shaq Hislop's bum, and he's going, "Oh, he's proper lushy he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, "All right, calm down now." <laughs> it's a lovely bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, well, when you could touch a footballer, <laughs> when you could touch a footballer without him hitting you, yeah. <laughs> what was it? But like the mood up in Newcastle must have been uh, incredible. Well, you know. I, I had ha- that that season. I remember I, I had half a season ticket because I managed to. Was it first half or second half? <laughs> Set fire to the other half. It, was the, it was the second half. It was, okay. <laughs> it was not, but still yeah. though, nobody had seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah. you know. I just, but this, but this was it though. Again, since, there's not been a team that's you know. No, but, I mean, since. you look at right. You look at like Gillespie, Fernand, Ginola, Tino, Shearer, and Beasley would play in the same team. Mm. Yeah. Well, Shearer was a season late. A little bit late. Yeah, a little bit late. Like, well, if you yeah, we'll go on to the yeah. To the five nil, but you know, but this is, but this is what we all came here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but this, but this is again. I stress that Keegan wasn't in management. Newcastle bottom of the old second division, yeah. and suddenly, in a matter of a couple of years or a few years, they're top of the Premiership. And looking odds on for it, but it wasn't like Blackburn where it was kind of like a bit of a slipshod kind of rough kind of a set of rough diamonds in in, in certain yeah. parts. You know, there was money spent, obviously, yeah. But it was kind of a fluke how they won the league to a certain extent, yeah. To to, to a large extent, in fact. And even the players, you know, talk about that as like Tim Shower and sort of saying, "We didn't think we were ever going to win." That yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just seemed to but everything fall into place. But with Newcastle, they did it with such flair and panache, mm. and they're enjoyable to watch and just you know. 
and they didn't defend. <laughs> it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. fun. But it was but it was the game, wasn't it, where Manchester United went to St James's Park and everyone thought if Newcastle win this, it's it's over. Yeah. The league's yeah. over. Coins. And the game started and Newcastle were the better side. Schmeichel pulled off a couple of decent saves, mm. you know, Ferdinand going close. And they just couldn't get through and it got to half time and you thought Hang on a minute here. And I think, had Newcastle have scored, it's all lifts and butts, of course, but had Newcastle have scored, but they didn't. And it was that suddenly you saw that look in Ferguson's eye, mm. and there was Cantona, mm. and they scored to make it 1 0. Oh, hang on. And the game finished, and everybody just knew there's something more left yeah. in, this, in, yeah. this, in, this, in this league, you know. And, and that was the moment, really. And then, of course, they went to Anfield. And then when. Stan Collymore scored that goal and Keegan you see him behind the Flop. holding board just deflate oh yeah he was he deflated and he, that, yeah like he'd been punched in a lay-by <laughs> and then there was the other the other game I remember they went to Nottingham <laughs> shut up <laughs> and they went to they went to Nottingham uh, Luke just thumbs up because <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking 12 is <laughs> a Campbell more Keegan <laughs> Pete leave him uh, be um, and they went to the city ground to play Nottingham Forest a game they would have probably won yeah. by three or four and they drew one all Mm. And that was when Manchester Is Brian United. Brian Roy playing that much? Uh, Ian Wine right. scored the equaliser. Lovely Bloody goal it was. Bloody 15 Ian to one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and, and suddenly Manchester United, they got in front. And on the last day of the season, you know, United needed to win against Middlesbrough mm. away. And, and Newcastle didn't beat Tottenham at home. And, and they won the league, I think, by four points. And it was such a shame, wasn't they it? They love it. Uh, well, we had the, you know, I will love it if we beat them and all that kind of scenario. And Ferguson's mind games worked a treat. Well, the yeah. thing with that with Keegan... I think, I think that was... Yeah, go on, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, the thing with... I mean, it's been done to death, this I would love it. It's probably yeah. number one in all the hundred greatest Premier League, all that sort of crap. But the thing about the Keegan, it, was a, it wasn't really as much of a breakdown as people say it was, but he lost it a little bit. But the, the, the only sort of most important thing is Keegan, it, it gave him... He tried to become a sort of intimidating hard man. He wasn't that. Mm. And if it, if it had been someone like a, um, I don't know, even if it had been someone like a Mourinho or, or someone who'd known as being quite a hard man yeah. in football, if it had been Graham Souness doing it, yeah. it yeah. might have been a bit intimidating. I'd have feared for my life and I'm yeah. not involved. Exactly. Yeah. But Ferguson is obviously a canny operator and he was at that stage and he had won things by that point. He anyway. basically questions Keegan's professionalism, though, which I think. Oh, Ferguson's. Know, Ferguson, that's right. Yeah, Ferguson, yeah, yeah. Ferguson questioned Keegan's professionalism. Yeah. Someone about Stuart Pearce, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Stuart Pearce's testimony. I believe they were playing Nottingham Forest and they reckon that Forest would go easy on your castle they did yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Keegan went went a bit went he knew bit what he was mad. doing didn't he, all yeah, over he and, and, and I think that Can't was it though. but, but that did was... he though how many times does, does he just fire off his mouth just because he's you know he's, I don't know he, I think, I think, he thinks it's his birthday Pete you're going to you're going to cast 10 in, in the in fuck the... him Luke fuck <laughs> <laughs> him <laughs> fuck you a lot <laughs> but that was it though wasn't it the, 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 you talked about the innocence of, of the, the whole sort of Keegan regime and, and, and so on and so forth and it was just Ferguson a bit of mind games and whatnot, and and they gobbled them up you know and, 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 and they won the league and Oh, will we see Newcastle top of the league at January with the 12 point gap probably not ever again well we weren't far off last season we did, we did alright for a while you, you were far, far off, off now. Sorry, what <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't that clear but yeah. we were top well, of the let's league. move on to the next season shall we? <laughs> which was 96-97 and Alan Shearer came in for 15 million that was massive at the time that was absolutely seismic well, it was yeah. the biggest transfer of all time yeah. Um, so yes, you literally, are absolutely literally, right. Literally rude. Uh, Oi, Pete. Ste- <laughs> steady. 
literally rude. A billion people came to watch us on very. <laughs> Were you there, Pete? Yeah. No, I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> so did the rest of them. Yeah. Um, Schools were closed that day. Yeah. 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 They always have school. They're still on Sky Sports News. <laughs> were you yeah. top of the class that day? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, they did get a little piece of revenge against Manchester United. <laughs> oh God! With a five-nil victory in, in October. Um, oh. Darren Peacock opened in the score. Hey, yeah, did that a feel controversial good? one as well? A wasn't controversial. It? Dennis Irwin on the line, I think it was. Did that? To clear it. Did that feel good, Peter? It it did just simply because the way that um, the way that the first goal was scored was actually David Beckham losing the um, losing the ball. <laughs> he lost the ball and well, uh, and uh, I think it got whipped in and. Um, but it didn't. Wasn't it five different scorers? Everybody yes, got involved. It was Ginola. It was Ferdinand. Beardsley. Beardsley. And. Beasley. The no, it's Peacock. Oh, no, it was Ginola. No, 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 it was Ginola. Yeah, got the second. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Then it was... Because Beasley had a long shot from fucking miles out. That's right. And then uh, Ferdinand had a go at Schmeichel. Schmeichel saved both of those, and, and then Shearer taps in. Schmeichel's header sort of hit the post and the bar and then Ferdinand's the post. And, but yeah, sorry. Ferdinand's, Ferdinand's header. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It hits the stanchion at the, the, the bar and then the post. And, then and what happened in. for the last goal? Well, I think you'll find that uh, I believe it is Lee... <laughs> Lee uh, put it in field to Albert drop of the shoulder a turn of pace and uh, Schmeichel's all ends up he's just on the penalty spot he doesn't know what's going on he's trying to do something and Albert a centre back from Belgium has chipped him from at least 35 yards out 35 Fifty yards out. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. While that's while you were telling that story, I have never seen Luke so far away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, football round. We're recording. I'm just more. getting a few things, bits and pieces done. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I love about Albert. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. <laughs> is his, magnificent. Like, is his no. photo in the? Uh, that's my favorite fact. His photo in the uh, bar at St James's Park. Yeah. Uh, centre back. Oh, photos of all the players. <laughs> mm. And uh, Albert centre back. His photo is him doing an overhead kick. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> so good, yeah. and then uh, unbelievably, Kevin Keegan left. Yeah, mm. in January. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was kind of a spent force, wasn't he? And that was the end yeah. of that. It broke him. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of that era was defined um, due to what the fuck Daglish did after he left. Because you know, bringing well, in finished. Ian Rush and the John Barnes and stuff, mm. and it was just and it was just dour football at times. It's slowing yeah. everything yeah. down. I mean, they did finish second that year. Yeah, again, but. Um, yeah, the, the, they sort of turned off quite bad. He sold Beardsley, Ginola, Ferdinand, Lee Clark, John Beresford, Robbie, Ell Robbie Elliott, and uh, Espria. That's, that's not going to get the crowd on side. Didn't they, no. didn't they finish bottom half season after that though? I think they finished thirteenth. Right. Yeah. Still took them to the FA Cup final, I suppose. So it's still, mm. you know, not. Uh... But the thing about Keegan is, that he deserves a lot of credit because he's obviously emotionally exhausted after that stint mm. in Newcastle. Five years he was there, and when you're <laughs> and he never managed. I never managed before. I'm not. I'm not being funny. If you're Alan Kerbishley and you you sort of drably go through football life, <laughs> seven, 48 different shades of grey, you probably last forever. Yeah. Keegan gave everything of himself yeah, into that yeah. job, and he really did exhaust himself. He deserves an immense amount of credit for that for he genuine, went grey yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he poured his like, heart but, and soul into it, it but it's just it's uh, you know I look back on that era and it w wasn't it great wasn't it fantastic mm. and it's to me it's still a crying shame that they just couldn't get yeah. finished first over that and, line and the, and, the, and the reason for that is that 
Keegan's greatest strength as a manager was also his final undoing. Yep. His greatest strength was his passion, his mm-hmm. commitment, mm-hmm. His, his ability to inspire his team and to really motivate his troops. And he was so passionate about it and poured so much of himself into it, it ultimately became the only thing he had left and it undone him at the end. Oh. And he had nothing left to give and that's why he had to go. Yeah. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't give anything more. And that's what undid him. Absolutely. And he worked with David Batty as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, what a period in Newcastle United's history. Um, a crying, that's why we're all here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a crying shame that they didn't win it. But still, though, amazing that it did happen. And they gave us one of the greatest seasons in the history of, of the Premier League. And the entertainers are coming in. Don't so cheat. I'm going to punch the right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Papavassilou there, yes. striding in, <laughs> arm in arm with Alex Mathy, yeah. and Steve Guppy <laughs> and Paul Kitson. Steve Guppy, one of the great things, lest we forget. Mm. Well, that's it, kids. Uh, that's all we've got for this week. If you want to get in touch, the uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com. Uh, the Twitter is at footballramble. And uh, the website is thefootballramble.com. Yeah, highlight of the website this week is um, you listeners out there. I mean, you're all, you're all boys, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> the ones of you, sort of very small percentage of you true. who actually have girlfriends, uh, will know that they probably read um, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's whatever it's called, or that yeah. sort of thing. We've got Fifty Shades of Andy Grey mm, on the website this week. Done there. Written by the, the, the very talented Charles Lawley, so check that out. That's thefootballramble.com. There's lots of other bits and pieces as well. You can listen to this profile, you can listen to that mammoth profile again on the website if you want, it's on there, so. <laughs> Get involved, yeah. Indeed. Uh, any more for any more? No? After, oh. after that, I quit, so... Yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. It's been lovely, guys. It yeah. really has. Oh, and remember, if you are going to the Paralympics, come down and see me oh, at, yeah. the, uh, at the uh, the Blind Five-A-Side What, what event football. are you doing? Um, you're, you're playing Blind Five-A-Side football, no, Marcus. I'm presenting in the stadium, oh, Peter. OK, that makes sense. Um, if you... Uh, yeah, if you're there... On, on the weekend as well, Sevens, Seven-Side and Five-A-Side. If you are in the crowd and you see me approaching you with a microphone... Then do try to remember the lyrics to any Spice Girls song because I will be pouncing on them. Oh God! Wow! Wind your body down. Well, I wish Is five years ago when Marcus approached me with a microphone, I had said, no. <laughs> and look where it got me. Look where it got me. Do I really, really, really want a zig a zig? What? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how it goes. Um, right. Uh, say goodbye, Bye. Jim. Say goodbye, Pete. See you later. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Ciao. Here they are, looking for number five. With Philippe Albert!